So this morning we will continue our sermon series on walking through the epistles. We have been doing a series on walking through the epistles. And last two weeks, if you remember, we the first week we gave a general introduction to epistles. And last week, we specifically gave an introduction on the epistle of Galatians or the letter to Galatians. So last week, we based our sermon from Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. So for our convenience, if you remember, we divided that entire scripture segment into three sections. So number one, we divided them as salutation and reason for the letter and call to apostleship. So then we went ahead and when we went further and at the end of the sermon, we concluded the sermon stating a couple of facts that, they, that those facts stood out. So we talked about the need of being extra careful about the deceptive side of the truth. Remember, we talked about the deceptive side of the truth. If there is a truth, there is an alternate which, is, which appears similar to the truth, but that is not truth. That's we, that is what is known as the deceptive side of the truth. And we are born, we are all born servants of Jesus Christ as we are all purchased by the precious blood of the Lamb. We talked about that. And then we said our desire must be to please God, not really to please people. And then, when, then we also said when God is asking us to do something, we are not supposed to consult with our own flesh because the flesh doesn't know the plans of God. Amen? The flesh doesn't know what the Spirit of God has in store for us. The flesh cannot understand the things of God. Then finally we said, when God is asking us to do something, we don't need to go around and ask everyone's opinion. Amen? If God is asking us to do something, we need to just start doing it because what God is asking us to do, the mortal man cannot understand. Are you with me? And today we are going to focus on the remaining sections of chapter 1 and this section of chapter 2 as it was read today this morning. So I would like to title my sermon this morning as Jerusalem approved Paul's gospel. Can you say that with me? Jerusalem out loud. I need a support from you. It's just not just only me shouting. You know, I need an, 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 your voice to be heard. Jerusalem approved Paul's gospel thank you so remember paul was in the middle of defending his apostleship he was also trying to defend the gospel that he was preaching to the gentiles and now you know uh, in the previous scriptures as we talked about once he said i was a persecutor of the church now jesus called me and he did four things to paul do you remember them number one he come on church number one he he separated me. You can quickly look into your notes if you have notes. And then he called me and then God revealed himself to him and finally he anointed him to preach the gospel. And he said, this I neither received from man nor I was educated into it by men but it was revealed through Jesus Christ. Paul had a greater revelation of Lord Jesus Christ and that's how he started preaching the gospel. 
And when you know God called me, he said again, I neither consulted with my own flesh nor with my fellow brethren or the apostles. Paul was saying, neither he made himself as an apostle nor he was made as an apostle by the leaders, the leadership. It was God who called me into this and gave me the title apostle. Amen. It was given by God, not by the so-called apostles of those days, but not by any leadership, but it was given by, uh, given by God. You know, so far, Paul sounded a bit different. He sounded as if, you know, Christian life is just a life between himself and God. He did not even care about the apostles. He did not ever care about anybody who was in the leadership. He said it was just between myself and my God. You know, have you come across people just, you know, the moment they come to Jesus Christ, the moment they, they get saved, the moment they took water baptism, and the moment they start walking with the Lord, they think that it is between them and God. Because they know, they think that they know everything. And it takes a while for them to realize that they need a little bit of fellowship. They need their encouragement. They need support. And the same thing happened to Paul. Paul was until now he was thinking that everything he could manage between between himself and God. I know with the same fervor, he had a great zeal, and with the same zeal, he went to preach Arabia and Damascus region for three years. How many years he preached there? Three long years he preached. But now he wanted to come back to Jerusalem. He wanted to come back to Jerusalem, really. Verse 18 says, as we read, Paul returned to Jerusalem. Let's read verse 18. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem. To see Peter and remind with him 15 days. How many days? Important. You know, keep note of all this data, details we have. Verse 19, but I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Verse 20 says, now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed before God, I do not lie. First of all, Paul is talking about what is known as, what is called as Christian fellowship. Can you say that with, sorry, Christian friendship. Can you say that with me? Christian friendship. After three years, Paul visited Peter. And I believe this was just a friendly visit. Paul probably, after his conversion, probably he would have never seen the apostles and now after three years working in different parts of Asia Minor, he wanted to come back to visit Peter. Mainly he wanted to spend time with Peter, you know, just to know the supernatural experience that he had with the Lord Jesus. Not Paul, remember Peter had the, the, the first hand of information about Jesus. He had a live experience with living with Jesus and walking with Jesus and ministering along with Jesus. And probably that's what he wanted to know. And he wanted to come back to Jerusalem. He came back to Jerusalem. And this morning I would like to highlight these two different characteristics, Peter and Paul. Two contrasting characteristics coming together in unity. You know, this is what Jesus does. Amen? Are you okay this morning? So this is what Jesus does. When God unites us, husband and wife in our family, when both of us come together, we come in as two different characters, totally different. Brought up in different setup, you know, and, and you know, we were born in a different places. And now we come together, our ideas are different, our thinking is different, our intentions are different, our, 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 our whole you know, being is different. 
And that's what Jesus does. And if he can do that in the family, I believe that's what he does in the church. Amen? Can I hear an amen? God brings different personalities in family and in church. And here we see Peter and Paul coming together, two different contrasting characteristics. I just want to talk a little bit about them. Peter, he was an apostle. Amen? He was with Jesus. He had the first-hand experience of working with Jesus. He had seen many miracles with his own eyes. He has seen Jesus performing miracles after miracles. In fact, he himself, he walked on the water. Do you remember? Not Paul who walked on the water. Come on, listen to me. Who walked on the water? Jesus walked on the water. And we are talking about whom? We are talking about Peter. Peter walked on the water. Jesus walked on the water and Peter himself walked on the water. Can you please mute the phone, please? Make sure your cell phones are mute in mute when you come to church. Check your phones, please. All of you. Yes? Right? Right, let's come back. So Peter has seen Jesus raising the dead guy. Peter has seen Jesus calling Lazarus out of the tomb and Lazarus, the dead body, come walking. And Peter saw this with his own eyes. Jesus commanding over the wind and the sea. Peter saw this with his own eyes. And Peter met the risen Savior, the one who rose from the dead. And Peter was in the upper room receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, not Paul. I'm talking about Peter. But Paul, remember Paul, he was a persecutor of the church. He would have killed many believers who were brought into faith by Peter. He would have killed many of them. You remember when Stephen was killed, Stephen was a man who was so dear to the heart of Peter. He killed him. He was part of the killing of Stephen. We are talking about Paul now. And he was a Pharisee. He was educated in the, in the Judaism. He was educated as a scholar, but Peter was an ordinary fisherman. Remember this? Peter was just an ordinary fisherman. Never wanted to discuss with Peter when the call of God came upon Paul. And now Paul is coming back to meet Peter. So two contrasting personalities coming together in Jesus' name. You know, this is, this is how Christian friendship works. We were all born in different places. We all spoke different languages, still speak different languages. Our eating habits are different. Our culture is different. We are all in different ranks in the society. Our temperament or our nature and outlook, everything is different. Our world views are different. But we are all embracing each other and accepting each other and including each other. Amen. Can I hear a loud amen? You know, that is the will of God. That is the desire of God. More than the supernatural aspect of, uh, you know, their meeting, their, their association. I am really thrilled to explain or really thrilled to you know, understand the acceptance and the respect they both could share with each other. Even though they are two different contrasting personalities, obviously they don't go together. They don't even like each other. But when they come into the presence of God, I really understand, I really try to understand the acceptance and the respect they showed for each other. You know, this is what Christianity is all about. Amen? 
you know if you have a wrong understanding about christianity our religion this is what christianity is all about this is what we want to see in our church holy spirit i believe the spirit of god works among us when we all are, we are all able to love each other and trust each other you know today we see the trust going down in the church when we accept and include people of different color different nationalities different ethnic backgrounds coming from different ethnic backgrounds that's where we see the power of the holy spirit coming upon amen god created us just as we are the way we speak the way we handle things the way we you know deal with people the way we sound the way we smell that's how god created us amen there is no comparison with others because bible says we are all unique amen so we cannot really find another shop in the whole universe we cannot find another somebody in the whole universe because we are unique that's how god created but we know when we are able to see each other the way god created us we will be able to accept people even though they don't really look like us amen you know as our god is a i believe god is a god of diversity i don't think that god is you know is a god of one nation or one religion or one race or one color but god is a god of diversity you know this i just want to make that point very clear we don't have any any hesitation in opening our church for any ethnic people from any part of the globe we don't have any hesitation as long as they are human amen amen we don't want aliens walking in this place we don't want you know people from other planets walking in this place but we want god created beings to walk in this place amen he met peter and he had a good time with him for how many days 15 days bible says then he met james our lord's brother and he would have inquired about you know what's going on with mary where is mary right now he would have encountered about inquired about you know what is happening to joseph is he still alive you know all the family related matters he would have encountered with the james and paul says finally i don't know why he says that i'm not lying i met only peter and james and i don't really see any reason why paul should lie there and i don't think he's lying there then paul went visiting churches in judea syria and cilicia the second thing that paul was missing when he was away was fellowship so let's talk a little bit about christian fellowship so we talked about christian friendship and now we talk about christian fellowship so let's read verse 21 afterward i went into the region of syria and cilicia and i was unknown by face to the churches of judea which were in christ but they were hearing only he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy and they glorified god in me amen so paul went on a mission trip to some of the churches such churches in syria and cilicia they were all located in asia minor he went on a mission trip to establish those churches and for three long years he worked hard and now he realized christian fellowship is very important in the, in the book of acts chapter 11 and chapter 15 we read about paul establishing churches in syria and cilicia 
and he also went to those places during his second missionary journey to strengthen those churches but Paul now missing suddenly he's really missing something which is known as Christian fellowship can you say Christian fellowship you know churches are established for believers for children of God to have fellowship with one another one of the few objectives of the church is for fellowship amen church is not just only for fellowship if it is only for fellowship we don't really care about people who are outside but so church is not really only for fellowship one of the reasons why we gather here as a church is to have fellowship with one another so friendship having friendship and having fellowship among the believers it was common in the early church and that is the will of God that's how God created us as well as the church now let's talk about the nature of Christian fellowship Paul was really missing this Christian fellowship when he was away for three years and he wanted to come back to Jerusalem and he was just longing to see the churches in Judea uh, in some in, in the area of Judea he wanted to come and have fellowship with them let's talk about the nature of Christian fellowship there are five things that I have listed here let's quickly go through them number one a fellowshipping church is fellowshipping in Christ amen so if you don't it simply says if we don't have a relationship with Christ we cannot have fellowship as a church our mutual fellowship is based on the relationship that we have with Christ you know that makes a church totally different from another club the church is different because you have a relationship with Christ already and now you are trying to have a relationship with the fellow believers so a fellowship of love a fellowship that we expect in the church is a fellowship of love can you say that with me fellowship of loving each other caring for each other praying for one another supporting each other you know that's how a God expects us to come together as a church in fellowship a fellowshipping fellowshipping in which others interest take the protect the priority whose interest others interest not just our own interest you know somehow we become so selfish at times we end up in caring for our own things we end up in taking care making sure that our family is doing good our children are doing good but that's remember that's not the goal of God that's not the expectation of God when we come together as a church God wants us to care for others and God wants us to come out of the come out of the limitations that you know we put around us others priority becomes more the first a fellowshipping where mutual trust and growth are evident a fellowship where mutual trust and growth are evident now are we able to trust each other are we able to trust one another you know today that's something which I find it in our, in our churches that people are not able to trust each other and that that's the very bad situation of a church we as fellow believers we should develop the trust among us so that is important listen to me carefully and a fellowshipping church is where mutual accountability is possible you know these are a couple of reasons why God established church on the face of this earth and why we need to come together as fellowship and why we need one another and Paul was missing all this when he was away from the church for three years and even today when missionaries they go out they work in the foreign land and they long for that fellowship they just want to come back and they want to have that fellowship back again 
for a few months and then again they go back you know every time when we come together as a church we encourage ourselves you know we strengthen ourselves we provide motivation to each other we help each other and we make sure there's none of us are falling from the grace we are able to do good in the Lord you know that is the that is the expectation that God has in our lives now I really thank God for this church where you know God has brought us from different nations you know we expect that's how the church to be we expect that's how the church to grow we expect that is the future of the church you know people coming from different part of the globe and trusting each other growing in the relationship that they are able to establish with one another irrespective of any nationality or any, any difference among them when Paul came to the church of Judea he preached there but many of those people they looked at Paul as he was a persecutor because some of them heard about Paul what really happened to Paul but not many of them but now they realize the way Paul was preaching to them he was not just preaching the Old Testament law but he was preaching the grace of God amen he was preaching the anointing of the Holy Spirit he was preaching you know how you can move further and do the work of God and finally Paul was there came to Jerusalem to get the approval of his gospel can you say that with me Jerusalem approved Paul's gospel but we are studying from the epistles that was a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Galatia and this is what Paul says and this is what Paul writes and we are able to understand these facts as we read the epistle so let's read these scriptures from chapter 2 Galatians chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 then after 14 years now three years initially he came to Jerusalem now again he is back to Jerusalem after how many years 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and I also took Titus with me and I went up by revelation means God told me to go that's why I went to Jerusalem and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles but privately to those who were of reputation lest by any means I might run or had run in vain verse 3 yet not even Titus who was with me being a Greek was compelled to be circumcised and this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came by stealth in secret cunningly in secret they came cunningly to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus that they might bring us into bondage verse 5 to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue with you you know this scripture portion looks little really hard then I will help you this morning to understand before we close Paul 14 years he was ministering in Asia Minor 14 years it was a long time remember the time you came to this nation I don't know how many years I believe we came around we came maybe 10 years before 11 years before to this nation I don't know about you so 14 years seemed to be a long time and 14 years he worked in Asia Minor and he returned to Jerusalem along with the two individuals who are they Barnabas and Titus now I'm going to ask some questions to you right Barnabas and Titus so they came to Jerusalem and why did they come to Jerusalem God revealed that means God told them told Paul God spoke to Paul now earlier Paul to K Paul came to Jerusalem for what just before Paul came to Jerusalem for what 
visit visit whom peter we came to visit peter are you with me listening so he came to visit peter he had a good time with him he had a good time with friendship good friendship time with the apostle peter but now he came to seek approval of the gospel that he was preaching among the gentiles let's understand why he came to jerusalem paul came to jerusalem and you know i'm just going to talk that scripture that we read right now paul came to jerusalem and he communicated the believers in jerusalem and he said this is what i used to preach among the gentiles when i was during the 14 years when i was traveling across asia minor this is what i used to preach he spoke to the church in jerusalem to the believers in jerusalem he clearly explained what he was preaching and then he went to the leadership who are the leadership possibly peter james and john and all the other apostles you know who were there in judea that part of time and you know some of them already fled to different parts of the globe like thomas came to india you know they're they're all in different parts of the globe but peter james and john they were elder they were around and couple of elders so peter sorry paul went to them in secret because he didn't want to make any trouble he went to them in secret and he told them this is the gospel because he's seeking for their approval now he realized he cannot really bypass the apostles he need to talk to them what he is doing in the ministry amen amen so now he came to jerusalem and he spoke the leadership he did so as we read bible clearly says he did so just to make sure that the leadership is in agreement what he spoke amen just to make sure the leadership is in agreement with the gospel that he preached then he says that i may not run in vain if i am not sure what i am preaching if my preaching is not in agreement with what the apostles believe i would have wasted my entire life so are you getting me so i came to jerusalem just to tell them what i preach that's the reason i came to jerusalem that's the reason god prompted me to come to jerusalem and he says the leadership did not even ask titus to get circumcised who are the leadership peter james and john and all the all the other 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 members other leaders right so they didn't even ask J, titus because titus was a greek man and they did not even ask titus to get circumcised so paul was happy about it and then he goes further and he says the topic of the circumcision or following the law came because there are false believers they came in secret to find out what paul is doing and they came like spice and they came to take away the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus amen that's what he says they wanted to make us slaves they want us to come back to the slavery again and that's the reason they came we did not even give an hour to them paul says very clearly we didn't spend even one hour with them we just flee out of that place we just moved out of that place because we wanted the truth to continue to prevail amen truth to continue to be preached you know that's what paul says so paul's experience in judea or with the church in jerusalem paul was you know obedient to god listen to me these are a couple of points that you want to discuss before we close a couple of the key aspects or the lessons that we could learn this morning number one paul was obedient to god was he obedient when god said you need to go to jerusalem you need to go and meet the apostles you need to go and teach them tell them what you preach and get their approval paul was obedient 
he went to Jerusalem to meet the leadership and he obeyed promptly to the revelation that God gave him when God spoke Paul obeyed amen number two he also realized that it is important to work together in the kingdom of God just want you to listen to this very carefully he wanted to work together in the kingdom of God he realized next to God the leadership was given and who are the leadership the apostles so next to God who are they the apostles were appointed as leaders in the church of God and Paul came all the way to talk to the apostles and to make sure that he is in agreement with the leadership amen you know this is important in the church of God you know many times people don't understand this I just want you to pay attention to me you know God has established leadership in this church let's talk about this church that same thing is applicable to other churches too God has established leadership in the church and when God has established leadership in the church you know whatever we do as the members of the organization members of the body we want to make sure that we are in alignment with the leadership amen you know we saw three leaders standing here God has anointed them God has called them and whatever we do as a church you know we want to stand together with the leadership of the church you know many times people try to do different things and that is not according to the vision of the leadership you know what I'm talking is not just only church in the organization where you work if you try to do something against the organization against the leadership you know you will not have life you know more life in that organization you know in the same way in the church of God when we do something for God we want to make sure that we do things in line with the Word of God and what Peter did what Paul did he came to Jerusalem and he had a face-to-face -face discussion with the leadership and explained this is I was this is what I do is it in line with according to the vision that God has given you am I do am I doing in the right am I doing the right thing because Paul very clearly says that at the end of it I don't want to run the race waste I want to make sure I do what is needed for God Paul was making sure that you know I just want to do everything according to the will of God according to the vision that God has put in the leadership you know, we come across in the church today there are people they are trying to do things which is not according to not in line with the Word of God not not in line with the vision that God has given to the leadership so the church cannot function that way either the leadership chose should change or the person has to leave one thing has to happen it is very important the lesson that we learn here is we need to make sure that whatever we do it is in line with the, the vision that God has put in the heart of the Apostles and Peter did that perfectly Peter did that and finally what he did before he left there are some people came and they said it is important to follow the law and Paul says I did not even stay there for one hour I just left from that place and he said I didn't want to yield to such things because truth has to be protected listen to me carefully now God has already spoken to you God has already put thoughts in your mind you know God has already put the Word of God so strong in your life and we don't need to listen to the things which are not true in order to protect the truth that we have inside of us you know many times when we walk away from God 
when we don't pay attention to what we listen some of those things which are not truthful enter into our lives are you with me and when the more we listen to those lies we sacrifice the truth we lose the truth that is inside of us paul says i did not even stay for one hour i just moved out of the place some of the key thoughts before we close or takeaways before we close this morning we talked about a couple of things here we said christian friendship is very important amen christian friendship this is what we we learned from the whole sermon christian friendship is very important even though we are two different contrasting personalities but as a child of god as children of god we should be able to love each other we should be able to appreciate each other we should be able to respect each other amen and god expects that to happen in our lives in the church and even outside of the church because we come together in the name of jesus amen you know we have a common person in between we have a common ground on we on whom we stand that is jesus christ that is the lord god and he's the same blood that runs in his, in his body and in our body and her body in our body because the, the the blood that was shed at the cross because we are all bought by the blood the precious blood amen god expects us to grow in that christian friendship secondly we talked about christian fellowship how important it is you know when you have such a great fellowship among us you know that's one of the reason i say that don't run after the church just be here meet people people are going through so much in their lives they need your touch they need your handshake they need your hug they want you to talk to them just to listen to them what's happening in their lives is there anything that we can do for them amen you know god may put that kind of fellowship god may desire to have that kind of fellowship in this church that we will be able to honor each other we will be able to love each other and thirdly we learned in a church or in any organization set up it is important to make sure our ideas our initiatives are in line with or in agreement with the leadership that's very very important to grow as an organization i believe god may speak to us god may throw more light into these aspects and finally we said there are false teachings around us and those false teachings will take away the freedom that we experience today in Christ Jesus. There are false teachings around. Don't do this, don't do this, don't talk to them, don't do this. You know, there are so many things going on. Just don't listen to everything. I'm not saying that don't listen to any other preacher. But if you know the source to whom you are listening, you can listen. Otherwise, just don't listen to everything. They are not the right teachings. Though if the teachings are not right, they will take us into bondage. The bondage initially starts in our mind, in our attitude towards God and towards others. Some of those wrong teachings, when it goes into our lives, they will affect our entire life. And God is expecting us to protect the truth that is given that we have inside of us. And Paul says, I just ran away from that place. I just stood not even one hour in that place listening to those false teachers. I just went away. That simply means that false teachings are more powerful at times than the devil. Because that's how the deception happens. They appear to be nice teaching. They appear to be nice preachers of God on the platform. But God expects us to know the tree by its fruit. And God is telling us this morning that it is important that we need to protect the truth that we have inside of us. So that simply means we need to read what is right and we need to listen and we need to watch what is right. And this morning, 
Paul is speaking into our lives. Shall we all just arise for a moment as we close in prayer?